Grace, mercy, and peace are yours, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, from God our Heavenly Father, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. How could this happen? It wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Let me, let me back up a moment for you. Zach and Jenny met in college, and they quickly fell in love. Now, they did what, what you're supposed to do, and, and they waited until they graduated to get married. But, you know, things were great. They just had so much in common, and of course, they never fought. Good, appropriate laughs. I appreciate that. <laughs> and they had these great careers ahead of them. They were poised to be a young power couple. But they got married, they settled into those wonderful careers, and they really focused on those careers. They slowly started to drift away from each other. Now, Zach was uh, blissfully unaware of what was going on. He thought everything was fine and dandy, but Jenny, well, she had this discontent within her that she hid. She kept it stifled in her. But it kept rising up and one day it was too much and she just couldn't stifle it any longer and she just up and left. And so Zach was understandably distraught. How could this happen? It wasn't supposed to be like this. Everything was great. All of the hopes all of the dreams, all of the expectations. In a moment, it all exploded. It was left burning, burning to ashes, month after month, while he waited for some kind of answer. An answer to that burning question, I thought you were the one, but should I be waiting or should I be looking even for another? Well, in our gospel text this morning, we see that John the Baptist encounters a similar situation. He has a similar question. He finds himself in prison, and, you know, he was chosen by God to be the great messenger, the great forerunner of Jesus himself, God's own son. Things were going great. John had his message, and he even saw Jesus himself, with his own eyes, mind you, not everyone got to do that. And he saw him and he recognized him for who he was. Some people saw Jesus and had no clue who he was. And Jesus says that John is more than a prophet. Why? Well, because the prophets were all saying, the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming, look for him to come. And John got to say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John got to say, not that the Messiah is coming, but the Messiah is here. Things were looking good. Everything was going to be great. But now, 
Now John's in prison. It wasn't supposed to be like this. So John asked his question. Jesus, are you the one who is coming into the world? Are you the one we've been waiting for? Or should we be looking for someone else? John faces doubt in the midst of his present circumstances, in the face of the struggles of this life as his expectations collapse. He saw the Messiah that had come And yet, his expectations didn't quite meet what God had provided to him. John, of anybody, should have known better. But the doubt, it boiled up in the midst of the struggles of life. And I know you can relate. I know that you have experienced these types of struggles. Yes, we have the extreme examples. We have the the sudden and unexpected death, the terminal diagnosis, that conflict that just seems to take up all of your time and energy, and it never goes away. But there are the more mundane, the everyday struggles that I know you deal with as well. The child who just won't seem to listen no matter what you say or do. The quiet loneliness of an empty home. The mystery illness that just won't go away. And these situations, they won't let you turn away. They get in your face and they push you to doubt the favor and love of your Lord. And you can't help but ask, how could this happen, God? It wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Well, Stephanie and I recently started watching The Chosen, and for those of you who aren't familiar, this is a recent film adaptation of the Gospels, and we had heard great things from friends and family about it, and we said, we're going to eventually watch it, we're eventually going to watch it, and, and so we finally did. We, we made the time, and it helps that it's free. I, I would recommend you can go check it out. It's completely free. But this TV series, the, the writers are attempting to blend the, the, the Gospel accounts together to make a coherent story for modern listeners or watchers, as the case may be. And they use sanctified imagination to make this story come alive for us modern people by adding some backstory to the characters and and adding some extra uh, uh, interactions in there. And so one of these extra interactions is between John the Baptist in prison and the Pharisee Nicodemus who only shows up in the Gospel of John, by the way. Fairly minor in the grand scheme of things, but he's pretty prominent. And so Nicodemus, 
is trying to wrap his head around this miracle that he's encountered, but he just can't make heads or tails of it. You see, he had gone to cast out a demon from the woman we know as Mary Magdalene, and this demon just sent him running, his tail firmly planted between his legs. There was no change that had happened when he left, other than the loss of his pride. And yet, not long after, he hears that this woman had been completely restored. And he goes to investigate, and, and what happened is that Jesus had cast these demons out, and he doesn't know that yet. So he's trying to figure this out. And so he hears about John the Baptist in prison. He goes to him and says, maybe this guy, this preacher that's drawing all people out to him, maybe he did it, or maybe at least he knows and they have this interaction. And Nicodemus tells John what had happened. And John says, this is the work of the Christ. And so John tries to get Nicodemus to recognize that this man, whoever did this incredible work, is the very son of God. Now, Nicodemus resists at first based on his own knowledge and experience. But we'll see a change in a moment. You see, John recognized that if private signs, private works of the Christ had begun, those public signs are coming soon. And John has this great line. He says, he, Jesus, he comes to awaken the earth. Whoa. Gives you chills. You see... The whole creation responds to the presence of its loving creator. It brings to mind the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. The people are shouting and singing his praises. And you know, Luke, he records that some Pharisees went to him and said, Teacher, make these people stop. But what does Jesus say? If these were silent, even the stones would cry out. Jesus comes and he brings restoration, healing, and joy to his creation. So in that next episode of The Chosen, we see the account of where Jesus healed the paralytic man. You know, where he's, he's teaching in a house, everyone's around him, they can't get in, but the friends bring him up and they drop him through the ceiling. That instance, right? And so... They have Nicodemus there to witness this healing. And there's a big uproar. Everyone gets all upset that Jesus is forgiving sins, let alone uh, healing a crippled man. And the Romans are trying to disperse this crowd. It's all rowdy. And in the midst of this chaos, this previously paralyzed man is walking away from Jesus. His face is cast down looking at his newly working legs with this, this smile of almost disbelief. How could this be true? And on the edge of this crowd, you see Nicodemus watching this man walk by, and he's got this look of wondrous awe on him. Because Nicodemus recognizes in that man restoration that only God can bring. Nicodemus 
is seeing the truth that this really is the Son of God who brings healing and joy to his creation. And friends, this, this is the greatest joy that you or I or any disciple of Jesus can have. Not the healing of our bodies, great as that would be, but the restoration of being made new, made right with our Father in heaven. It's the presence of our Lord and the, res- and the restoration that only he can bring. And it's a restoration that comes through faith in Christ alone. All those other things, all those other things, the bodies, our minds, the rest of the earth, the restoration of all those things will come in due time. That's good because it's not the way things are supposed to be. This world is not the way that God wants it to be. While we wait, we have joy in knowing that we are truly restored to our Father through faith in Christ alone. John the Baptist saw Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, with his own eyes. He knew the joy of the presence of the creator of the universe in his midst. But the weight of the struggles of his present circumstances, they overwhelmed him in in the moment. And they caused him to doubt. And I know you've had those situations in your life. And I know that you will continue to have those situations in your life. Those aren't experiences that you need to hide or stifle in your life. They are worthy of lament because this is not the way it's supposed to be. And faith in this life, living in faith, is a struggle But instead of focusing on your expectations of how things were supposed to be and how reality just doesn't match up, focus instead on the words of Jesus. Blessed is the one who's not offended at me. Yes, some were healed in the earthly ministry of Jesus, but not all. Jesus raised some people from the dead while he was here, but not all. John the Baptist was imprisoned for preaching God's word faithfully, but he wasn't released. He was beheaded in prison for preaching God's word. He was executed there. Even so, Jesus says that true blessing, true joy, comes in our restoration with the Father through faith. It was true for John, and it's true for you. So friends, you will experience true, full, 
bodily restoration when Jesus comes again to make all of creation new. But this restoration has already begun because you have been restored to the Father through faith in his Son. So even now, in the midst of your struggles, rejoice in this wondrous restoration that only God can give and that is most certainly yours. And while we wait, continue to pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen.